shown Job something about the complexity of governing the universe, uh, Job would be pretty much out of his element, I think, in trying to deal with any of that, and Job sees that. You know, uh, I don't know um, maybe what you would have expected when God came on the scene, but that's, uh, that's his first volley, and now we're going to see Job's response to that. So, uh, 1 through 5 of chapter 40. And the Lord said to Job, Will the fault finder contend with the Almighty? Let him who reproves God answer it. And Job answered the Lord and said, Behold, I am insignificant. What can I reply to thee? I lay my hand on my mouth. Once I have spoken, and I will not answer, even twice, and I will add no more. Okay. So, God's uh, statement to him is, you know, uh, this fault finder, you know, God, he had charged God with mismanaging the universe, uh, so what's he going to say now? You know, uh, how, how are you going to respond, and what's Job's answer? Uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, he doesn't really have one, does he? Uh, he, he sees his insignificance, um, and he doesn't really have anything more he can say. Obviously, Job has realized there's a lot more to the exercise of God's power than what he understands. You know, he, he sees more of uh, God's greatness. You know, he's pretty much out-talked Eliphaz, Bildad, and Zohar, Zophar, but he didn't really have anything to say in the presence of God. What do you think about that response on Job's part? Doesn't fit with what he said earlier. But. You're right. He's uh, kind of... Um, backtracking on some of his uh, bold statements of what he'd say if he were talking to God. Is there anything inadequate about Job's response? He didn't say sorry. You're exactly right. He didn't really confess his error. He just says, I have nothing to say. I don't think that's enough. And it looks to me like God doesn't think it's enough. So round two. You know, Job has been silenced. He's not criticizing anymore. But he really needs to uh, deal with the things he said that he shouldn't have. So, uh, comments? Caleb. Uh, I like it how he, uh, Job is humble. Uh, and whenever we, um, whenever like we have said something that's wrong and then someone rebukes us, and we realize that we're wrong, we should admit it. We should, and Job hasn't yet, but he needs to. That's exactly what he needs to do, it seems to me. Well, the only wise thing about this, I guess, is that he doesn't get mad when God... I mean, going with that, the example of when someone rebukes you, and you know you're in the wrong, sometimes your response is to be angry and... and react badly to it. Yeah, Job has been humbled. He does recognize the greatness of God. That is positive. And you're right. He could be defensive. He could be angry. Wow. It's hard to imagine being either of those in the presence of the Lord, but people would be. I mean, certainly there, we've got examples of that in the Bible. So, um, you know, it's it, he's making progress, uh, but he really needs to say more. Well, he already said earlier that like he recognized that God was so great and that's why he couldn't have a hearing with him. Like that's what frustrated him. And you are right. You know, of course, Job said things that didn't exactly match up with each other. Right. So sometimes he'd boldly say what he'd say to God and sometimes he said I wouldn't be able to even talk. 
So maybe here he is almost thinking that this reaffirms his point that yes, I understand you're great and what can I say, but maybe inside he's still frustrated that he can't argue his case. Yeah, he hasn't dealt with that yet anyway. I don't know what he's thinking inside. I suspect maybe not too rebellious, but but still, uh, you're right. All, all that's really happened is it's confirmed those times when he said, I wouldn't even be able to answer you. Right. Yeah, good point. All right, how about 6 to 14? Then the Lord... The stereo, good. <laughs> then the Lord answered Job out of the storm and said, Now gird up your loins like a man. I will ask you and you will instruct me. Will you really annul my judgment? Will you condemn me that you may be justified? Or do you have an arm like God? And can you thunder with a voice <coughs> like his? Adorn yourself with eminence and dignity, and clothe yourself with honor and majesty. Pour out the overflowings of your anger, and look on everyone who is proud, and make him low. Look on everyone who is proud, and humble him, and tread down the wicked where they stand. Hide them in the dust together, bind them in the hidden place. Then I will also confess to you that your own right hand can save you. Whoa. That's probably not what you were expecting God to say either, was it? What's God saying to Job? Man up. <laughs> Actually, God, God up. up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. You know, okay. You know, you have been criticizing how I've been doing things. Your turn. Let's see what happens. <laughs> wow. I mean, he's really pretty strong with it. You know, I'll ask you, you instruct me. You know, will you really annul my judgment? Will you condemn me that you may be justified? Can you do this? Come on. You know, adorn yourself with eminence and dignity. Close yourself with, with honor and majesty. And you run things for a while and see what happens. You establish justice. You punish the wicked. You, you decide how you're going to solve the things that aren't right in the world. This is your chance. Let's see what you can do. I, I, you know, it is, it is remarkable, <laughs> you know, how probably all of us, certainly man in general, can be so critical of things we have no clue what to do about. I mean, that's true even in human relations, isn't it? You know, when you think about how critical we can be, let's say, of a coach you know, on the ball team. And, well, he's not playing so-and-so. And why isn't he doing this? And why isn't he doing that? And why, well, you know, what if we tried to coach one of these teams? For most of us, we wouldn't have a clue. <laughs> the team would be in terrible shape. But, but, you know, it's so easy for us to just say, well, this is right. I don't think this is right. I don't think that's right. And we do that on all kinds of levels. It's really common, you know, the, I mean, the, the head of the company, you know, we're ready to decide what he ought to do and, and, and you know, whatever. I mean, I'm not saying we never know something that somebody did wrong, but I'm saying we just have this tendency to almost act like we know everything and, and to be very critical of anybody else. And, and that's kind of what Job's done with God. And I really think sometimes the best answer to it is, okay, you try it. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, it's so much easier to be critical than it is to do the right thing. You know, you can spot the flaws a mile away, but what would you do to solve it? 
you know, and, and God's dealing with the whole universe. I mean, this isn't exactly an easy thing to run from a human perspective anyway. You know, everything kind of relates to everything else. And, you know, so I, I think God is really kind of saying to Job, you know, put up or shut up. You know, okay, I'll give you a chance. Go ahead. Comment? I think it's amazing that God even humbles himself so much here to even be talking in Job's language, you know, and trying to communicate with him. <laughs> yes, yes. This is, this is like, you know, talking to this very small child saying, you know, okay, you don't like the way I cook, you cook, you know, <laughs> or whatever. I mean, it's like, wow, that would be wild. You're exactly right. <laughs> and, and isn't this a good lesson for us in just humbling ourselves before God? You know, wow. I mean, every once in a while you will hear some human being just say some things toward God and about God. Well, if God's like this, I don't know. It's like, ah, wow. How do we ever think we could kind of set ourselves up as the judges of God? I mean, that's not our role. I mean, clearly, can't do that. <coughs> you know, we can sometimes be critical of the scriptures. Well, I don't know why he said it this way. I don't know why he didn't do that. Well, Probably we don't know why, but, you know, probably never would be able to figure out why. He knows so much more than we do, but his ways are best. Other thoughts? Well, God's got uh, some more um, things to discuss with uh, Job about the uh, natural universe, I guess you could say. And uh, he's got a couple of critters to tell him about and ask him about. So 15 to 24. Behold now behemoth, which I made as well as you. He eats grass like an ox. Behold now his strength is in his loins and his power in the muscles of his belly. He bends his tail like a cedar. The sinews of his thighs are knit together. His bones are tubes of bronze. His limbs are like bars of iron. He is the first of the ways of God. Let his... Yeah, let his maker bring near his sword. Surely the mountains bring him food, and all the beasts of the field play there. Under the lotus plants he lies down, in the covert of the reeds and the marsh. The lotus plants cover him with the shade, the willows of the brook surround him. If a river rages, he is not alarmed. He is confident, though the Jordan rushes to his mouth. Can anyone capture him when he is on watch? With barbs, can anyone pierce his nose? All right, so we talk here about Behemoth, and um, he talks about his diet in verse 15, and his strength in 16 to 19, which is pretty awesome, pretty fearsome. He talks about his habitat in 20 to 23, and then asks the question, can anyone capture him when he's on watch? With barbs, can anybody pierce his nose? What are you going to do with him? How are you going to deal with him? And I think the idea is that if Job can't even vanquish or deal with a fellow creature, how in the world is he going to be, you know, on the throne of the Creator? Now, there's a question about what Behemoth is. I mean, we don't have an animal we call that, exactly. And there's all sorts of theories about that. Anybody want to hazard a guess? What do you think, Caleb? Uh, I have a side note, and it says hippopotamus. Okay, hippopotamus. Hippopotamuses don't have tails. Well, not don't like cedars, anyway. Live in mountains. Live in mountains? I'm not sure that means... Yeah, I don't know that means that he's living in the mountains in verse 20. How did they translate the name? 
I'm assuming it's just transliterated. I guess I don't know that for sure. I think Behemoth is basically just uh, not opting for a translation. Whereas other times they might say hippopotamus. Or something, yeah. Yeah, it, it, but, but you've got some of those where they're not really sure, and so they'll kind of leave it for us. Right. It's hard to know what animals are. Hippopotamus, anybody got another stab at it? Marsh. Probably a dinosaur. Dinosaur? Arnie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I suspect... We know it's not an ox. <laughs> I, yeah, that's right. Yeah, because it's uh, eats grass like an ox. I, I suspect hippo and dinosaur are the two most common. Um, and, you know, there is a debate uh, that's certainly possible on these kind of questions. Because we don't have a whole lot of information. It's highly poetic also, you know, in some of this. I mean, wow. You, you, the things he says, his bones are tubes of bronze. His limbs are like bars of iron. I mean, any way you look at it, that's highly poetic. What do you think, Joseph? I have a side note that says, whenever it says his tail, that means that he's and so it says another possibility might have been an elephant. Elephant, okay. Mm. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously this is a uh, powerful creature and hard to deal with. Uh, he seems to have been more of a land animal, though he does play in the marsh, but still, you know, um, and he can handle the river, but, but he seems still more land and chapter 41's animal seems to be more sea creature um and uh i'm i'm i would slightly favor hippopotamus uh but i don't know for sure uh they do say for whatever this is worth and i know very little about animals but that the hippopotamus has the largest mouth of any animal other than a whale i don't know if that really matters but i thought that was a curious <laughs> Humans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they counted uh, the people I know in that one or not. But uh, <laughs> and I suspect that if you look at the size of a, well, I guess I'm, I'm not. No, I'm not sure if I'm thinking of the right type of whale. That really, it's like they strain out the little tiny stuff, and they don't like swallow big things. <clears throat> Other than uh, the occasional, you know. Zoology is definitely not my field. So, uh, so I, it doesn't really matter to me. I, I don't know that it makes a lot of difference. Whatever it is, the point is Joe couldn't deal with it. So, you know, it'd be, it'd be interesting if this is a dinosaur. We just don't have a whole lot to go on because, I mean, wow, then we are back to what we know about dinosaurs. Uh, but it's not out of the question, uh, perhaps. And uh, But, you know, whatever it is, Job can't deal with it. Thoughts and comments? This, uh, where was Job located? <laughs> well... He mentions the Jordan here, but is that not where he was, his area? He was in the land of Uz. Well, that's right there by the Jordan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, I mean, we don't have a lot to go on with that. I mean, Eliphaz was a Temanite, so we assume he was from around Edom. Uh, we don't have how far he came or what direction or whatever. So I don't think we have a lot to go on. I mean, something like that might be an indication that uh, he was close enough to know about the Jordan. 
Do the hippos live around that area? I don't know the answer <laughs> to that. And the question would not be, do they, but did they? Yeah. And I don't know. Are hippos scary? <laughs> I mean, They're pretty powerful. I think they'd be pretty. They can be pretty. I agree, though. They're I know they do seem cute and cuddly. The tail thing doesn't. Seem the tail good. is probably the most difficult thing to reconcile. He's got a little bitty short, right? Waggly yeah. tail, yeah. right? Like so that is dog. that is definitely the biggest problem with that identification. Yeah. So you can give some thought to that, and uh, maybe you can come up with some uh, other animal. But I, I think clearly some powerful animal, uh, you know. So. Well, he does basically the same thing in chapter 41, although we go into this in considerable more length. So, uh, chapter 41, verses 1 through 11. Can you draw out Leviathan with a fish 